In this Champions Uncovered podcast, Birgitta Wasserfall talks to Dream Scheme Northern Ireland CEO Stephen Mullen. Dream Scheme is an organization with a vision to make a positive difference in the lives of at-risk young people living in Belfast, Northern Ireland. Welcome, Stephen Mullen, to the podcast for today. So great to have you, I guess you could say, in studio, though we are in two different countries. And yeah, what you do. Um, just leading up to this interview, you sent me a bit of background about yourself, quite interesting in fact. Actually started with a, a marketing and communications background for BT, where you worked there for a couple of years. And then that's where from there you decided you needed to launch into an organization that you head up called Dream Scheme. You saved, you're a Christian, and um, you mm. have been involved in the cycling and teaching people for more than a decade. So mm-hmm. when I speak to you, I'm speaking to somebody that has great experience. But before I do that, you've almost reached the shores of South Africa, but you didn't manage to get here in December for good reasons. Yeah. <laughs> the good reasons. I see um, in the email you had a sad face, but the good reasons is the fact that you are recently a dad. I think your little boy is not even two months old yet. So yeah, yeah. So we, we were we were so excited to to potentially get out to South Africa, and we were looking at the all the sites and all the, the things we wanted to fit into our trip. But God had a better plan for us uh, for this year anyway. So, so we baby, baby boys arrived and safe. So um, we'll have to save our, our trip to South Africa to another year. <laughs> Absolutely. We're looking forward to having you on South African shores in God's good timing. I've looked at what Dream Scheme do. And you stand for a very needed mission, if I can put it that way, where you aim to make mm-hmm. a positive difference in the lives of at-risk young people. In terms of our, our history as a work, we began with a very strong focus on really young people who were getting into trouble and causing some issues in housing estates. Uh, so it was a very much uh, young people from deprived um, estates from disadvantaged backgrounds. And Dream Scheme began as a very, I guess, a very simple scheme about saying we believe in you we believe in your potential uh, and we want to encourage you to choose you know better activities better choices and actually make a difference in your own community now that was about 15 years ago um and since then i guess there has been i guess a big shift even with i think how our world has moved on um how technology has moved on and, and we find that actually there's there's a good bit of research just around how that nowadays really young people are doing more harm to themselves and to others. For us as, a, as an organisation, we still have at our heart of our work working with young people in housing estates in Belfast, Northern Ireland. But we have, we've seen that the risk is not only to young people and their communities, but also there's a lot of risk around mental health, risk around people having hopelessness, risk around just a lot of relational and social issues as well. So we work in housing estates still, but our, our scope is widening. And even in the last few years, you know, we're now based in schools as well as, as in the housing estates. So we're, we're doing a lot of work and reaching a lot of young people who really need that extra support. There's different... Um if I can say, sectors that you are focusing on. And it looks like it's, it's youth work, it's mentoring, it's street work, and it's also yeah. summer programs. So you guys are yeah. full on busy, basically 12 months of the year. Yeah, we don't really stop. We, we basically have 
uh, we kind of talk about our youth work, there's, there's kind of the intervention side of, work, side of the work, which is around young people who are right now in trouble, either causing trouble or, or they're, they're at risk to themselves and they need help right now. They need to be basically lifted <laughs> and, and pulled out of some of some really difficult situations. And, and so we do work like that all the time. Um, we're working with, with the schools, with parents, with community leaders, with church leaders, uh, with other agencies that are identifying young people that need help now and our guys get alongside and that can sometimes be just getting out on the streets on a Friday, Saturday night to keep young people from doing harm to themselves or it can be in, in, in the likes of mentoring so we, we, we're very closely working with schools and we would just focus a support with a young person for you know 12 weeks or, or beyond. That's that kind of side of things. We also then just do, do long-term support. So we're conscious that young people aren't always in trouble right now or at risk right now, but they have, you know, they're either from a, a certain community or have certain family issues in the background or, you know, are, are just living in, in a certain kind of setting that we know that, you know what, they're going to need support now because if they don't get the support now in you know three, four, five years' time, they're likely to be needing some some serious help then. So um, we did a lot of the preventative work there as well. And that's just about the slow, long-term work of being a positive influence in communities around us, reaching into young people's lives in a way that I guess sometimes we don't do very well as um, in terms of our church outreach. We often reach the kids that are doing well and are fairly supported but we find that there's so many young people that don't want to cross the, the door of a church building. And, and so we want to be there with them from as early as possible and walk with them right through teenage life so that when all those troubles and problems emerge, where we've been there already with them, building the relationship, ready to intervene, ready to support and encourage. But also we're there whenever there's, those questions arise and those conversations emerge about life and faith and the future and hope and all that. So we're, we're kind of, yeah, we're full on. We're, we're across the community. We start young and we walk with young people right through till really adulthood. It's a strange, uh, strange time now not being able to do much work with, with the, the virus. But up to this point, we don't really stop all year round. You've been chatting about preventative measures. And I think it's actually something so important because you're walking a journey with the youth and you're actually building trust. So like you say, when those questions do arise that aren't even crossing their minds at the moment, you've built this, this level of trust. And you also speak about the importance of having a long-term commitment with the youth and caring for the person as a whole, not just one aspect of their lives. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's so, so important. There's lots of ways you can do work with young people. And I think we need all sorts of approaches. So there's the facilitative work, you know, where you come in and you bring key messages to young people and you try to get as many young people across the world or across the country to hear that message. That's vital. But you also need people that are getting alongside young people and are sticking with them for like as long as possible, because I think one of the biggest things you can give to a young person is stability. And, and kind of, I guess as Christians, we, we look at it and we say we, we can give faithful love. You know, we can give them something that is often missing in their life. So many young people, it's, you know, they live in a home where there hasn't been stability. There hasn't been, you know, fathers that have stuck around. They're often moved around. Uh, we work with migrant young people and you know, they've had lots of different homes and there's just been lots of instability in their life. And whether it's you know, social instability or, or all the ups and downs of school life uh, and friends and all that kind of thing, uh, I think one of the, the biggest things we can give before we do anything else is to say, 
you know what, I'm going to be there and I'm going to be there with you for the next 10 years beyond. And they need to believe that. It is about getting that trust really, really early on, not just doing your job, running a session or running a, a summer week or a, a residential or something like that. I, as a youth worker, as a volunteer, I care for you and I'm, I'm not moving. So that's what we're trying to embed into our whole work is that young people can trust that the leaders that are with them today will be with them right through their teenage life. So that takes a bit of work than thinking through, well, how do you actually make that happen? So there's a bit of work around how do you build a team that commit to each other and commit to this, this work and this vision and this, this mission long term. Um, but then also just how, you, you know, how we structure things and make sure that we're linking leaders with young people and making sure that they can journey together long term. And you're all about building commitment. So there's lots of times it's, it's maybe the random opportunities that emerge when it might be a problem. Last year, there was a good example uh, where one of the young guys who we'd been working with for a year and a half, he got into a really serious fight at school, had another, put another child basically in the hospital, and it was, could have escalated very quickly in terms of him getting some sort of criminal record. Actually, an amazing opportunity for us then as a team, not only to, to say to that, that young guy, you know, we're, we're not leaving at this point, but also this is a chance for us to step up our game. We reached into the, to the family and, and we worked with the, the mother as well. And she came back and said, you know, no, nobody else supported me at this point. You know, my son was the, the criminal really at this, at this stage. And it's kind of a lot of people go hands off now. But it's in those little moments when things kind of blow up that you can actually prove, you know what? Yeah, I'm still here. I'm not, I'm not moving away. We find that's key. Like if you don't have trust, you don't have a relationship, there's no hope of any long-term work happening here. Uh, no long-term influence happening. And when you want to give that challenging word or, or push them or encourage them in a, in a, in a really important moment that trust comes from them knowing you love them and you're faithful in that love it's kind of a strange thing in in, in charity work in nonprofit work you can often get consumed with planning programs and i guess all my job is doing that uh, but actually that guarding the commitment and and that consistency and those values like that's the probably the biggest thing we can give to a young person an organization needs to have stability itself and you've based yeah. dream scheme on Christian values and those beliefs form the foundation of it. And it just goes to show that it's it's actually followed through. You've just given us an example of what happened to that young guy that's got into that situation where everybody else had given up on him. That's where you guys actually upped your game. Absolutely. You know, it's doing that and then just doing that consistently with every young person. So there's, you know, there's the commitment in terms of time. We commit to young people and say, you know, we want to be with you right through your, your teenage life. It's that kind of lifelong, I guess, love for people that we want to cultivate. There are people around us, there's young people all around us. And it isn't just about saying, let's do a program this summer. It's about saying, okay, how do I bring the life, the love of God in my community? And that is kind of an unending, unconditional love that sacrifices and just doesn't give up. Stephen, uh, it's a pretty huge ask. <laughs> it really is. It's massive. And, and you mentioned earlier on in this discussion that you're reaching people that don't even want to step into a church, yet Dream Scheme is based on Christian values. How do you bring that balance where you're not, if I can say, being forceful about the Christian yeah. uh, values and yet being relatable as well? Where do you 
get that balance? Yeah. How do you meet that fine line? It is fine line. Sometimes it, I kind of find it helpful to think around, yes, we're Christians and we're part of church. So we have a work to do in terms of being a witness for God in, in our world. Part of that is, is speaking the truth and pointing to Christ and pointing the way of salvation out to people. But I guess in our work, Dream Scheme is not the church. We're set up to help young people grow up in terms of if you have children, I now have a child, so I can now speak personally. As a Christian, you're not hammering the gospel call to your child every single day of their life. There's a holistic view of who they are as humans. Yes, we want to say to young people, you matter. You're a spiritual being, not just a material being. The challenge in, our, in a very kind of materialistic world, which is kind of try to divorce the concept of anything deeper than mere physical stuff. So we do want to say to them, you know, you're, you're spiritual and you, we want you to think about your foundations of your whole life and we want you to think about the big questions of life. And we have answers to those and we encourage our team to, to share their hope that they have. But at the same time, we're saying to grow up, there's so many different aspects. You know, we want to see you thriving in your relationships. We want to see you thriving in your use of your resources and your skills and your gifts. We want to see you really thriving in your, in your family setting and in your community setting and being ready to go and do work that's really productive and creative. You're, you're working through all those things, and guys, as you would do with any child if you're raising them. You know, we, we're trying to be there to say, okay, what's missing in your life? And we, at the start of most of our conversation with young people, we're trying to help them and think through their own life. You know, you're going to be doing really well in lots of areas, likely. Let's push on in those areas, and we see that potential in, in those areas. But, you know, you might have some really serious problems about your behavior or your you're getting into fights and you can't handle your anger. Okay, let's start there. Yeah, it's really important. I guess it's as Christians, we, we see the depth of what a human is. And we're working in the context of we're charity doing work in, in the real world. So there's, you know, we're working with government, we're working with council, we're working with schools. Not all of them share our Christian worldview. You know, so what we do is, you know, in some of those areas, in one sense, it does not really matter to them what's driving us. But the fact is that on, on an educational area, our young person is now thriving. Now, we want them to know that what makes us special, hopefully, and what drives our commitment is our faith. But for them, they see that one benefit of girls that are now going to school every week, rather than last term they weren't going at all, hardly. We have to work in the real world, and, and people see certain benefits, but we need to keep holding the holistic view and keep seeing your person in all their, all their worth and all their potential. And I guess you're trying to keep all that going at the same time as you're, as you're supporting them to grow up. You mentioned the challenges that you face as this organisation reaching the youth and there's loads of challenges and you've been involved in this for about 15 years. Where have you seen fruits? There's got to be lots of fruit stories, got to be great testimonies as well that have come out of having run an organisation such as Dream Scheme. Let's talk about the testimonies that you've seen over yeah. this time. There's so many. Um, I remember uh, last year we were just chatting around you know, how many young people start their journey with us. When we're doing that kind of sum, we were then, okay, where are we now? And, you know, about 70% of the young people that are currently with us are regularly involved in some sort of way with either a church or summer camps that, that are run by Christians for asking questions. So kind of at a big picture level, that's kind of our, our first little bit of work, which is, okay, we don't do everything in this work of the gospel. But if we can link young people in that first step from being way at the edges of not even thinking about their life and their faith to actually loads of them having a really serious opportunity to, to think through these things, 
that's the first stepping stone and, and we're doing that really well. But yeah, I know there's been loads of stories. There was a number of young ones that came to Christ last year and it's like they don't have any kind of Christian background, but it's so exciting to see them reading their Bible and wanting to be involved in small groups and I guess seeing them step up in their boldness as well with the others to kind of witness for Christ in that way. And we're, what we do is, again, we, we try not to be, I guess, the church uh, but we want to link them into the church. What happens often there's a group of girls in one of the housing estates called Braniel in Belfast. And at the moment there's, there's about five or six young teenage girls who've become Christians in the last few years. And we've now linked them in with a group of volunteers that are like leading them through basics of how to follow Jesus. It's a big, massive work. And we're seeing young people come to Christ every year. But it's a slow work for us. I think we want to give them the opportunities, encourage them to think about their faith and link them in then to the local church so they get really good discipling at that point and really good support. So it's kind of letting go sometimes as well and saying like we could probably claim lots here, but the big work here is how do we show God in this community? How do we encourage young people to think about their foundations and wanting to go to camps and wanting to have these conversations? You know, for, for example, last summer we did a residential with a group of really difficult young people who had some really, really serious issues going on. Um, a few of them linked in with kind of the social services as well and the police knew about them and really difficult kind of setting. And there'd been real no interest, no kind of questions, no interest uh, from them regarding their faith. But we took them on residential. This is about a year and a half of kind of doing work with them. Um, and it was just a really, really special overnight stay. And you know, those young people had a really good night of just talking about serious stuff, you know, and talking about God and talking about um, what matters. And our, our workers were able to share their testimonies. And that was a massive, massive breakthrough. That's a group of kids that are doing, you know, doing all the, the things they shouldn't be doing in, in the estate um, at the weekends. Uh, and they're there having that conversation, you know, and that's as a result of maybe a year and a half of, of some hard work, just building a relationship. Now we just pray that they'll continue to think and they'll continue to, to grow and want to ask more questions and that we'll see them saved down the line. That's our prayer. There's such a massive work to do in, in the local community. The church does such great work. There's so many Bible studies, youth groups, great work going on inside church and the church's work. But I think what we miss out on doing is, is just reaching out to those at the edge and saying, you know what, there is hope and there is a God that loves you and we're here to show you that and we're here to answer questions and we're here to lead you into a place where you think not just about kind of life, all the stuff you see, but actually we're leading you to a place where you realize, you know, I've got a soul, I have a spirit, and I need to think about that as well. So we see ourselves at that really, really first step in the journey, um, but I think it's a really, really, really special. Dream Scheme is a really important organization and the fact that you're reaching out to those that feel unqualified. And the beauty about our Lord Jesus is the fact that he qualifies the unqualified and Dream Scheme are making those people on the outskirts that feel like they're not good enough to go to a church. They've believed the lie that uh -huh. there's uh -huh. Uh -huh. something that they need to work towards in order to cross into a church building, which we know as the body of Christ, a church is not a, a building. Mm -hmm. We are yeah. the church of Christ. But obviously, if you're in those circles, you don't understand that. And that's what I feel is so important where Dream Scheme are getting it right. They are reaching out to those that they don't believe they are enough for the kingdom of God. They don't even know what the kingdom of God is, let alone. Yeah. And where yeah, yeah. you are seeing the testimony, I would say that you are seeing it as an organization such as Dream Scheme is you've seen the transformation in that person.
because of that, it will definitely have multiple effects because people that would never walk into a church building are now having these conversations with other people that also are not feeling qualified. So I think it's really, really amazing as to what Dream Scheme are doing. And it's so great to hear that, yes, it's hard work, but yet you are seeing the slow benefits. You're not looking for these instant rewards. Us as millennials, the first thing we want to see is like instant results. You want to do the journey. So in order to do the journey, you want to be literally next to the person walking along their journey with them, which makes Dream Scheme really very special. But before we go, you and I were sitting in different parts of the world, but yet we're facing the same pandemic, and that is COVID-19. What is your word of encouragement to our podcast listeners in this season? I think we're all finding it difficult. We can't do the work that we're passionate about sometimes and we feel our limitations. Um, But I think in that, I think we need to, I guess, submit to God and accept that we are limited and maybe this is a good thing. I think sometimes we like to stay in control of everything, both our plans and our work. But I think in moments like this, we are challenged just to remember that actually I don't have control of my plan. I don't even have control of my life. (laughs) God does. I think it's, go read the end of James 4, really, really nice section of scripture where it just challenges us to humble ourselves and to be low before God and remember our weakness and remember that we don't actually have a clue what the next 24 hours holds, (laughs) never mind the next six months. And I think just probably as busy people with lots of ideas and ambition, sometimes I think moments like this, it's just good to actually maybe confess some of that seeking of control, settling ourselves and maybe for a while learning just to watch as God continues to do his work, even if I can't do my work. And I think just lifting our eyes up to just how great he is and how that his work cannot be stopped no matter what happens. So yeah, I think that's probably what I've been thinking about in the last kind of week or so. It definitely has been a time for us as the body of Christ to slow down when we are so rushed in our everyday lives. And definitely in, in the past, we've always had excuses why we don't have time to spend with the Lord. And yet now we've got this forced yeah. time, which is actually such yeah. a blessing. And it um, is. And you say that like, we've got these plans and we realize we're out of control. We don't really have any control of our plans. It reminds me of the scripture in Proverbs 16, verse 9, where man plans his ways, but the Lord directs his paths. And I think this time of lockdown is mm. such a, a blessing for us because mm. now we can get back into relationship with Father God and Absolutely. hear what his plans are for our lives as in Jeremiah 29 verse 11, the Lord's uh, plans are good for us, to prosper us. And just for us to to see, Lord, where do you want to take us from here? Um, I'm listening. I'm listening. I've stopped. I've slowed down. I'm listening. So Mm -hmm. it's amazing how God works everything for the good according to those who love the Lord. So I really think that what you just said is so very true. Thank you so much, Stephen. I really believe that Dream Scheme, you've been going for so long and you're going to go from strength to strength. It's amazing to see I'm looking at your annual letter that you sent me and the growth that has taken place over the years as well as what you feel the Lord has installed for Dream Scheme. So God has definitely got his hand over Dream Scheme. Thank you so much for what you did for the community. 
This podcast was produced, edited, and hosted by Podcast Champions. Want to build a podcast audience for your business? Like Podcast Champions on Facebook and receive an exclusive package offer.